Hey everyone, welcome back to the Holy Girl Hotline. I'm your host, Sid, and today we're talking about reflections and new beginnings as we enter this new year. Y'all, can you believe that it has been an entire year? This podcast, we started it at the beginning of 2023, and now it's 2024, almost. Like the day after this is uploading, I think. But this is wild. Time is flying. I feel like the older I get, the faster time is going. And it's actually scary. Like, I saw a reel that 2016 was almost a decade ago. And that's crazy. But anyways, how are y'all? I know you can't respond, but um, I hope you're doing well. I'm good on this side of the th- of the screen. I went on vacation. I went to New York for Christmas, which was so fun. Like, was really hoping for a white Christmas, you know, the snow did not deliver but that's okay you know we still had a good time still got to see family still got to travel so that's all that matters and yeah it was good to spend time with family i hope you guys had a great holiday and you're continuing to have a good break from school work whatever it may be and yeah i'm excited to hang out with you guys today i have a little fun fact to start off with actually so this is a little bit of a different start but i looked it up since this is the spirit of the new year And, you know, everybody likes to set their New Year's resolutions that don't last. So I actually looked it up and the average New Year's resolution lasts under four months. So most people aren't even making it to half a year. And can I get an amen if you can relate? Because I definitely can. I I set goals that, you know, they start off good, especially them gym goals. And then... It just be falling off. So, you know, I can relate. I've probably been a part of this statistic. <laughs> but this episode is all about not being part of that statistic. And instead of creating unrealistic, unsustainable habits, we're going to be talking about changing our lifestyles and setting goals and intentions that are sustainable. So my first tip is something that I'm actually literally going to do right after this. Like this is one of my intentions <laughs> is to make a long-term goal. Now, I know we've heard this in school, like, make a long-term and short-term goals, like, write them down. But, like, I mean a long-term goal, like, a 10-year goal, per se, that is really where do you want to see yourself in 10 years? Like, genuinely think about it, you know? Not in a you-have-five-minutes-to-write-a-long-term-goal type of way, but, like, really sit and give it some thought. Like, in your ideal in your ideal reality, where you want to be in 10 years, what, and how can you start setting yourself up for that? How can you start preparing for 10 years now? Because like I said at the beginning, 10 years, a decade seems like a long time away until it's not. Like 2016 just happened. I don't know how that was almost 10 years ago. But yeah, I feel like that is kind of a cool thing to do. And it sets you up so that each year is a milestone instead of resetting goals that you didn't deliver on from the previous year and kind of resetting. Instead, you're building on goals and you're setting milestones for yourself each year to reach your 10-year goal. So you have this 10-year goal that you've set before yourself and it seems like you've got a long time, but really each year is a milestone to really track your progress. So that was a cool little tip I got from a friend that I thought would be cool to include and that's definitely something I'm going to be doing after this episode. But my first thing that I want to dive into is reflection. So before we can set intentions, I feel that it's really, really important to look back on the previous year to see what we have to grow on what we need room for improvement in and I think it's just really important to have goals that are based in our habits and based in the issues that we've identified from our patterns so 
reflection. One of the tools that I use to really help me with reflection is journaling. And I know this sounds cliche. I know, but bear with me because (laughs) journaling has quite literally changed my life. I remember when I got my first journal, it was in eighth grade when I really started journaling. It was a personal journal and I would write every single day after school in it. I would write about my experiences from the day. I would write about my highs. I would write about boys. I would write about everything. (laughs) And I went to, I went abroad, like, just to travel, and I left my journal a moment of silence because the way I sobbed, the way I, my heart broke, I was done, and I couldn't journal for a while after that. Like, I left my journal in Europe. I've never seen it again. All of those precious memories and things that I want to look back on, like, they're gone. So, yeah, that was my first experience with journaling, but (laughs) hopefully for you, it won't be the same, Um, but... (laughs) Eventually, I got over the trauma and I started journaling again. So I've been journaling now for the past couple years. I would say throughout high school, really, I got started mostly in 10th grade. And then I've been journaling ever since. I'm going to talk about some of the methods that I use and then just kind of the principles that I like about journaling. So firstly, I think it's a great tool for documentation. Like I said, in eighth grade, it's really great to I started doing it. and It was great to look back on the memories. And I think it's just even currently a great tool to document your lessons that you're learning, your emotions in that current stage or season of your life, your victories and your failures. You know, it's just as important to record the things that are not going so well as it is to record the things that are. And that was something I struggled with for a while because I personally have an issue with vulnerability. Like, it's really hard for me to be vulnerable um, to people I don't trust. And it's weird because it's like I'm writing it down. Like, you'd think that there wouldn't be a problem with me opening up to a piece of paper. But it was really hard for me at first to be vulnerable in my journal. Like, I guess I have this problem with trying to portray my life as perfect all the time. Ooh, I'm preaching because this is so real. This is one of my reflections. (laughs) I try to portray my life as perfect all the time and like I have everything put together all the time the majority of the time I don't like life is real life is hard and so for a while it took me a long time to open up in my journal about like the real struggles I was having and to be vulnerable with myself and honest with myself that my life was not perfect and I was failing in certain areas and that I was I had pain in certain areas and I had issues that I needed to address in certain areas but for so long I was just ignoring it and I would la 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 write about the good things and then completely ignore the mess so journaling is a good way to help yourself open up if you struggle like me with being vulnerable and being honest with yourself sometimes even if you don't feel like you have someone that you can be vulnerable and open up to let me just say you can always talk to Jesus but if it helps you to write it down to be honest with yourself that's definitely a tip that has helped me so much with vulnerability and it's allowed me to therefore be more vulnerable in my personal relationships in real life like I'm I'm okay with admitting my faults I'm I love now like being vulnerable a little too much you can ask my friends I'd be (laughs) oversharing um but yeah (laughs) moral of the story is it's a really good it's a really good tool next thing is it's really helpful to look back and see the areas that God has been faithful in because I feel like as Christians it's hard We always are striving, 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 right? We're going, looking for the next thing. And once we hit one goal, we're like, great, on to the next. I'm a very goal-oriented person. So when I achieve one of my goals, I'm like, okay, as expected. Like, I'm really not celebrating it. I'm really like, on to the next. Like, what's next? Who's next? You know what I'm saying? But it's just really important also to stop and reflect and to celebrate and be appreciative of God's hand in your life and the victories that he's brought you through. Because 
that just leads to so much more gratitude. It leads to a posture of thankfulness towards him for the things that he's bringing you through and the victories that he's allowing you to experience and grow in. So that's been really helpful for me as someone who strives and someone who doesn't take time to stop and appreciate. Journaling has helped me to slow down and to appreciate the really good things in my life. Also, something that kind of popped in my mind, I think it was the spirit, but another good thing about journaling is it's a really great tool of communication. Now hear me out. Nobody's going to be reading your journal, hopefully, unless you want them to. But writing is an important tool that God uses to communicate his word to us. You know, the Bible is his written word. And so I think there's something important to say about that. Like journaling, writing is an important form of communication of expression that even the Lord uses. So if he can, why can't we, you know? And then lastly, last thing on journaling, I just wanted to touch a little bit on my journaling strategies, the different types of journals I have, yada, yada, yada. Oh, I'm so excited because I have so many different journals, y'all. It's not even funny. So I have one large, oh, I wish I could show y'all. I might post it on Instagram, but I have this really pretty journal that someone gifted me and it has like golden pages and it has like a tree on the front. Like it's so cute. So I had to make it my prayer journal. So in that journal, I write down when I'm in like important seasons in my life or pivotal moments in my life or just emotional times, I like to write my prayers in there so that I can document how I'm feeling and I can document the emotion and the feeling and the desperation in my prayers. And then it's really cool to look back on those and see how God has addressed them. So for one, I love prayer journaling. It's a really great tool. Um, Next one I have is just kind of like a everyday kind of journal. This is the one that I talked about that I lost and I was traumatized. So now instead of writing it, um, in a physical notebook, I use my computer. And, you know, for people who like digital things, this is a good option. I use Notion to journal, which might sound weird, but I kind of use Notion for everything. <laughs> like, I use Notion to outline this podcast and everything. So, yeah, Notion, I just kind of created my own template for it. If you guys are interested, I can put it in, but it's really not hard at all. Like, You just make a little gallery, I think it's called, and then I just have one for each day, a block for each day, and I just write. I don't do it every single day, but I definitely try to keep up with it at least once a week and just talk about the highs and lows of that week, the things I'm struggling with, the prayers that I have, the fun moments, the sad moments, the heartbreaking moments, everything goes in that journal. So yeah, that's another great tool. If you're into digital methods, then that's a good one to consider as well. Then I have a very small kind of hidden tucked away journal for my emotions. And it's like for all the emotional things, it's for all the relationship things, it's for all the, you know, mushy gushy stuff. And (laughs) it's hidden and no one will ever find it. And I, I pride myself in that, but I have a small journal just set aside for my emotions. And I think that's all y'all, I'm gonna be honest. I hope that doesn't sound weird, like like a crazy cat lady except for journals. But I really do enjoy journaling. Like, it is really just the best. I use Notion for Bible study, too. Like, I, I write basically summaries and applications of each chapter that I read every day so that I can kind of journal on that, too. So it's just a really great tool to kind of spill out your thoughts and dump your emotions so that you can look back on them later. Next thing I want to transition into is... A little bit more of the reflection, but also more the intention side. But this is something that as I was praying about this episode, 
that God brought to me and revealed to me a lack of in my own life. And I was like, wow, this is so good. I have to share it. So this might sound so basic, but to me, it was such a revelation. So I hope to somebody it is. But involving God in the reflection and growth process. Now, I know what you're thinking. Of course, we follow Christ. Why would we not involve God in everything? But this for me was such a revelation because it is really easy for me to see God's hand in my reflection. So like I mentioned, when I go back and look on my journals and I go back and look at my progress and the things that I've written, it's really easy for me to be like, oh my God, oh my, oh my goodness. Okay. Don't use the Lord's name in vain. Oh my goodness. God, look what you've done for me here. And look what you've done for me in this area. In this area It's really easy for me to see his hand when I look back. But something he revealed to me is the area that I struggle in is involving him in making my future plans involving him in my intention setting because one thing about me is I like to have control so I kick into this mode of self-dependency and self-reliance when I'm setting my intentions and so I sit down and I'm like okay what do I want to do this year what are the goals that I want to accomplish this year what are the things that I am setting out to do the things that I'm going to accomplish and a lot of times I don't involve God in that process I mean, I convince myself that I do. I kind of justify it. But if I'm being realistic, I don't truly take time to make sure that my intentions are aligned with his will. And so this is something that was just such a revelation to me. So I need to make sure that and I challenge you to make sure that your intentions as you go into your goal setting is aligned with his word. So something, a scripture that I wanted to read to kind of support this is Jeremiah 29, 11. I'm sure a lot of you know it, but that's OK. I'm going to read it anyway. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And that right there is beautiful. What that means is the Lord knows the plans he has for us and our plans will never, ever, ever be better than it. So when I kick into this mode of self-reliance in my goal setting and my intention setting, and when I try to take control over my year, you know what the Lord is saying to me? I have plans to prosper and not to harm you, to give you hope in a future not your plans. So that's really important for me as I go into my goal setting is that I need to make sure that I'm submitting those goals to him and not my own will. Um, Next thing is that goals set independently of God's will are not sustainable. When we are in his will, he sustains us. So when we set goals that are not supported by him, naturally, he's not going to sustain us through them. Hence why so many people aren't able to fulfill their goals because their goals are things that are attached to their will at that time and as you know as humans our will is fleeting our will is ever-changing we one day want one thing and in the next month we want something else and so it's not a stable or steady foundation to set our goals in our own will and so that's why so many people are not successful in their goals and find themselves going in this cycle of resetting goals but when our goals are aligned with God's will he provides us the energy and the strength to sustain them and a scripture that I have to support this is Hebrews thirteen twenty and 21. I'm going to read it in ESV as well. Now, may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do in his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. I just think that's beautiful. And this was something that I was looking into as I was researching and preparing is that 
when we're aligned with the will of God and aligned with doing things for his glory and things that are pleasing to him, he will equip us with everything that we need to accomplish those goals. And we are way less likely to burn out. We're way less likely to be unsuccessful in those goals because he's the one equipping us. And we know that our God never fails. And so I just think it's so important that we make sure that our goals are aligned with him because he'll sustain us. So you might be thinking, but Sid, how do I make sure that my intentions are aligned with his will? Well, I have some a couple of practical um, tips to kind of help make sure that your, your goals are aligned with his. First is his word. That's cliche, but it's true. God's word reveals to us the righteous path that we should be taking. Psalms 119 verse 105 talks directly about this and it says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Goal setting is all about setting our path for the year, quote unquote. It could be for the year, it can be for whatever time of year. I don't necessarily like saying just only at the beginning of the year, but for the sake of this, for the sake of principle, goal setting is all about setting our path. What path do we want to take for the year? Well, the word of God is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. He illuminates the way that he wants us to go. So if you're wondering if the way that you're going is in his will, if you're wondering if the way that you're going is righteous, then read his word and it'll tell you. All of those things will be revealed through his word. Next thing, next tip to know if your intentions are aligned with God's will is through prayer. There's a popular verse in John 14 verses 13 and 14 that says, Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Now, this verse has been taken wildly and disrespectfully out of context a lot of times. A lot of people will just say, well, since I'm asking for it, since I'm praying for it, I should receive. And then it becomes a very transactional and a very formulaic relationship with God. But this is not what he's saying. On the contrary, he's saying that when we ask for things that are aligned with the will of God, we will receive them. If we ask anything in his name, anything that is aligned with his character and his will and his purposes, then he will do it. And so that goes the same for our goals. If we're consulting him in prayer to see hey God, is this goal aligned with your will for me? If it is, you will receive it. If not, you will not. And that's the practicality of prayer. If it's in his will, if our will is aligned with his will, then those things will come to pass. The last metric I have written down, at least, for how to know if our intentions are aligned with his will is just to heed the Holy Spirit and the direction and the guidance of the Holy Spirit and the convictions that the Holy Spirit is leading you to. In John 16, verse 13, Jesus says, When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but wherever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. So this right here shows us that the Holy Spirit is here for our guidance. The Holy Spirit dwells within us and is literally the direction and the guidance of God as a source of our intentions, of our goals. It is really practical to know if your goals and your intentions are aligned with the will of God by seeking him, listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Listen to the convictions of the Holy Spirit. Because when you read your word, a lot of times when I'm reading my word, God will reveal things to me that I wasn't even looking for. It's literally like how I prepare for the podcast. Like, I don't typically have topics just like stored up in my brain that I'm just like, rah, 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 I got to go into. More so, it's like I'll be studying a scripture I'll be studying a chapter and the Lord will be like, reveal something to me through the Holy Spirit, through conviction, through reading the word and just by interpreting and guiding me through it. 
And I'll be like, wow, this is such a great revelation. I want to share it with this community on the podcast. That's literally how it is. Just read his word, pray, ask for him to reveal things to you, ask for him to guide you through the word and to interpret it for you. And these things will be revealed and, and, and you'll know the directions in which you need to go. Because God will never tell you something. He'll never instruct you to do something that contradicts his word and his character. And so if you are feeling led in a direction or if, or if you're setting a goal that contradicts the word of God, you know it's not from him. It's either coming from you or it's coming from the enemy. So it's always good to validate our goals and our intentions with the word of God to make sure that we're aligned with him because he'll never go against his word. Okay, now I have some practical intention setting tips for you. Things that I'm currently implementing and things that I'm going to continue to create habits to do so that this doesn't just become a one-time thing, but it becomes a part of my lifestyle. The first thing is this, write down your goals. Like I said earlier, writing is such an important form of expression and communication, so much so that God conveys his word to us through the form of writing, through the form of a book. And I think that writing is just such an important form of solidifying our goals and our intentions. It's a way of writing it down, bringing it to fruition, making it plain before ourselves so that we can see it, so that we're held accountable by the words we have written. And even the Bible supports this. In Habakkuk, Habakkuk, I've heard this said, I've heard this name pronounced so many different ways. So I'm not even gonna, you know what I mean. But in Habakkuk 2 2, he says, And the Lord answered me, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it. For the vision, for still the vision awaits its important time. It hastens to the end, it will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come, it will not delay. And so in this verse, it says, Now we're not writing on tablets specifically, but, well, an iPad is a tablet. Write it on your iPad, write it on your tablet. Okay, make your vision plain, write it down. And that's just a way to hold yourself accountable. The next tip is to involve God, as I discussed earlier, in all of the ways that I talked about. But just make sure that your goal setting doesn't become an outlet for you to exercise control over your own life. Make sure that it's a way for you to surrender and submit to the will of God. Because it's very easy to want to take control over our year, to take control over the next season of our lives, to leave behind the things of the past and enter into the new and take control of it. And while all of those sentiments are great, I just want us to make sure that we're doing all of these things in submission to the will of God, because ultimately he has the plans that are best for us. Our plans will never supersede his and our plans will never bring out better fruit than his will. So if we're upfront about establishing our intentions under his will, then we won't have to do a lot of backtracking on the other end. So yeah, I hope that's practical and I hope that helps, but that's something definitely that I'm keeping in mind. Next thing is to be specific. Unfortunately, if your goals are vague, you're going to become part of the statistic. You're going to be you're going to become part of the under 4 monthers, okay? Make sure your goals are specific. Be intentional about writing your goals. If you're going to do it, do it right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to do the thing, make sure they're specific. Make sure they're time sensitive to your schedule. Make sure you take into account your schedule as it changes and as it flexes and as it evolves. You know, your life is not going to stay the same, most likely, throughout the entire year or however long you're setting your goal for. So make sure that you build in flexibility and that you're able to pivot and change, but still hold true to your goal and hold yourself accountable. That was a lot. 
But for the last couple minutes, I'm going to get a little personal. I'm going to talk about some of my reflections and some of my intentions to maybe inspire you as you write your own or even just help you learn something from what I've learned in the year. So this is me practicing that vulnerability that I talked about. I hope y'all are proud of me. But the first one is the Lord has revealed to me that I am weak in the area of trusting him when things start to feel out of my control and I kick into a mode of self-reliance. I talked about this earlier as I was talking about goal setting and why it's important to involve the Lord. But for me, especially with school, especially with relationships, with everything, I'm real comfortable when I'm comfortable. Like, it's really easy for me to praise the Lord and it's really easy for me to walk with Him and it's really easy for me to thank Him when everything is going well and I feel like I'm in control of things. But when things start to get a little rocky, when things start to get out of my control, when things start to go in a way that aren't according to my plan, then I start to get a little freaked out and I definitely get anxious and I worry and I try to hold on to the control and I try to maintain control even if that means going against the will of God unfortunately it means that I I start to go into my own mode of self-reliance and we can see that in so many characters of the Bible so many even Adam and Eve like it's in our nature I feel but for me it's just so natural for my flesh to just kick in and start taking over and just start neglecting reading the word, neglecting praying, neglecting spending time in those spiritual disciplines. And instead, I just start kicking into, well, what do I have to do to fix this? What can I do to to remedy this? What can I do to prevent this? And I start calculating and I start walking in my own flesh and I start walking in my own way. And then I get to the other side of it and I regret And I'm like, wow, I really should have just trusted the Lord. I really should have just let this be in your hands. And I should have just followed you in obedience. So that's something I'm learning. And one of my intentions coming out of that is to make sure that I'm consistent in the discipline of seeking the Lord and everything that I'm doing. I don't want to get so caught up in maintaining control over my life that when things get tough, I start to drift away or I start to think that my way is greater than God's way. And so one of my goals is to be more disciplined and to have more time-specific and intentional disciplines with reading my word so that I am making sure that my will is submitted to his will, to make sure that I am getting revelation from the Holy Spirit as I read his word and as I learn more about the character of God, of course I'll be led in his direction. But once I stop reading the word and once I stop praying, I automatically go into my own direction. So that's something that I'm learning and that he is carrying me through. In that same vein, he's also revealed to me that there's areas of my life that I'm still holding on to control of. There's areas of my life that I still won't let go of because I'm still wanting my way over his way. And I'm holding on to this hope and this plan (laughs) that I have created and fabricated for myself that I am not willing or I have not been willing to surrender that to the plan of God, even if it doesn't align with what my plan was. And sometimes that's hard to do. I like That's something I really struggle with sometimes is I create this plan in my head that seems so godly and so beautiful and so perfect. But sometimes God can call you in a completely different direction, even when something is good. It doesn't just because it's beneficial doesn't mean that's what God is calling you to. And so... That's something I'm learning as well, that I need to stop fabricating these plans in my head and calling them the plans of the Lord instead of just 
submitting to the plan of the Lord and listening to what he's calling me to. Because ultimately what he's calling me to is going to be better than anything I can fabricate in my mind. A victory. I do have a good thing that I'm grateful for. God has freed me from this feeling of having to, or honestly this fear of having to dim my light or compromise on the truth of the Bible to please people and avoid conflict. In high school, I can remember, ooh, in high school, I was such a people pleaser. Like, I, even before I really was born again, I was, oh, actually, no, but especially before I was born again. All of my worth and my validation and my value came from how people viewed me. I was, I was that girl that would, like, switch up in front of different people, like, In front of different friend groups, I'm acting a different way just to blend in. I'm gonna talk a certain way, act a certain way, be a certain way, agree, even agree with certain things, have certain opinions just because of the group that I was in. And that was such an exhausting way of life. I can't even tell you. Like, I would go around thinking about, oh no, did I upset this person when I said this? And I would overthink everything just because so much of my validation and my sense of worth came from how people viewed me. And that was just a really draining way to live. Thankfully, as I became born again and the Lord started to transform me, I saw myself and I watched myself slowly become more and more detached from the opinion of people, slowly more and more detached from the validation and worth that comes from the opinions of people. And now I won't say that I'm completely delivered, not at all, especially for the people closer to me. I still very much care about their opinions and validation. And I don't think that's wrong in every single sense. But in terms of especially compromising on the truth of the gospel or the truth of the word of God because of who I'm around or being afraid to speak up for the truth, being afraid to defend the gospel because I'm afraid of people disliking me or ostracizing me. Now that's gone. I, <laughs> I, I'm so grateful that God has given me a boldness and he's given me honestly a passion for defending his word and for standing up for the truth in a generation that seems to really hate the truth. And that's something I'm just really, I'm really thanking him for because he has given me that boldness and that courage to do that, but in a way of love. And I have definitely, I'm growing, I'm still growing in that area of learning to speak the truth in love because all things are nothing without love. I also read that last night in Corinthians. The Lord just be dropping little gems in Corinthians for real, but (laughs) yeah. Um, that's just something he's been delivering me from, and I'm so grateful for that. And if that encourages anybody, I hope it does. But just know if you are in a place of seeking validation from others and people pleaser, the Lord can deliver you from that because he, I watched him do it for me. So pray about it. The next one of my intentions is to continue to pursue my God-given purpose through the natural gifts and abilities that he's given me. Definitely including the podcast. I feel like sometimes I get so caught up and bogged down in all of the obligations of life, especially school, especially school, that I sometimes put my God-given purpose on the back burner just to succeed in school. And that sounds terrible, but it's so real. I'm not going to lie. Those A's do not get themselves, okay? But I do, I am learning that it's important for me to use the free time that I do have to continue to seek that purpose and to do things that are glorifying to God, not just wasting my time idly scrolling on social media or just doing things that are just ultimately wasting my time and not glorifying the Lord. So I'm eager in this next season of my life to make sure that I'm using my free time that I do have to prioritize 
doing things, using the gifts that he's given me to glorify him. And I just, honestly, he's been, he's just been so good in that because I've been having so much fun recording these, like just kind of stocking them up and recording them ahead of time. And I'm sitting here talking to myself, but like, I'm genuinely joyful doing this. And it doesn't matter what type of mood I'm in, what type of day I've had recording. It's just so much fun. And just getting to talk about the Lord, talk to the Lord, honestly, and talk to you guys um, in a delayed sense is really fun. So that's something that he's been encouraging me into. And lastly, my last intention that I'm going to share on here, at least there are some more personal ones, but (laughs) the last intention that I have for you guys is that I want to focus more on serving the people in my life, like in real life, (laughs) serving the people in my life more sacrificially. And that means sometimes at the expense of myself, even if I don't, I don't feel like hanging out. I don't feel like doing this. I don't feel like praying for the person. I don't feel like getting lunch, whatever. But I think it's so important that I take more time to be sacrificial with the free time that I do have to make sure that I'm uplifting my brothers and sisters in Christ and the people who God has placed in my life for a purpose and for a reason. And I want to make sure that I'm being a good steward over those relationships and those friendships. So that's one of my goals. But that's all I got, y'all. I really hope this was a fun episode to listen to. I definitely had a good time recording it. I just want to leave you with this summary because I know it was a lot and I'd be talking. First thing is don't become a statistic. Do not be one of the four monthers. If you are, if some of your goals fall off, that's completely okay. I can almost guarantee you that one of my goals are going to fall off one or more. Okay. But try to set specific intentions that are based in your reflections that you've intentionally had time with Yah. If I say Yah, I mean God. That is his Hebrew name, Yahuwah. So if I say that, I mean God. But yeah, just make sure that your intentions are specific and that they're based in your reflections and make sure that those reflections and intentions are submitted to the will of God at the end of the day. Because his will is always going to supersede and be higher than and be better than and reap better fruit than our will and our plans ever will. And lastly, in the words of Maverick City, wait on the Lord. Actually, in the words of Isaiah, let me read it for you. But they who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That's pretty simple, y'all. Wait on the Lord. These plans and these goals and these intentions that you set are great. I love it. I love it. I love it for us. But don't forget to be patient. Don't forget to wait on the Lord. Don't forget that ultimately all of this will be done in his timing. And even if it may seem like a long time to you, just continue to walk day by day with him. Continue to trust him day by day. And eventually these things will be brought to fruition. Don't rush it. Don't try to manufacture it on your own. I'm guilty of this. <laughs> Don't try to force things that are not yet complete. Wait on the Lord. He will do everything and everything is working out for your good. Trust. He knows way better than we ever will. So that's all I got for y'all. My throat is dry. I need some water and I'm hungry. I'm about to go eat my ice cream. <laughs> I love you guys. This was really fun. This was really fun to record and I really hope you guys enjoyed listening. I hope you got something out of it. I hope it um, edified you and I hope it served you. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram if you have it at Holy Girl Hotline. Definitely engage with me there. You can ask me any type of questions. You can give me suggestions, any type of feedback, anything like that. Or if there's just something that you want to see on the podcast or on Instagram, definitely just let me know. I love to talk on there. So if y'all want to interact with me, I 
would love to interact with you. Please share this episode to anyone who you think it would help and serve. That is ultimately the purpose, not for my glory, but for the glory of the Lord at the end of the day. And I'm really excited to be building this little community. I love y'all so much. And I hope you have a great rest of your break, holiday season, or whatever you may, whatever time you may be listening to this. But I love you all, and I'll see you next Monday.